back, everyone, to another episode of the Young Pyromancers podcast. I am your host, Ezra, and with me is my co-host, Charlie. Say hello. Hey, guys. And today, we we have a little special episode for you guys. It is our Independence Day special. We're going to be deck-tacking Shu, Yu, and the Silent Tempest. And this deck is going to be on a super budget. The deck as of recording is $17.76. So, maybe $17.76. Why would, why would we choose that price? What a coincidence. $17.76 was uh, for out-of-country listeners. It's the U.S. Year of Independence. So, yeah, July 4th is today. Uh, we kind of got off to a slow start, but this will be out on the 4th. So, happy 4th of July to all of you guys, Independence Day. Uh, not exactly the greatest time to be living in the U.S. with the unrest in our country and also the virus, but it's nice to feel patriotic on one day of the year. Uh, anyways, we decided we are going to do a Jeskai Commander because red, white, blue. I mean, I don't think there's any other reason why we decided to choose this. Also, Shuyun is a very easy-to-build on a budget commander. So... yeah. Yeah, Charlie, why don't you read us our commander, Shu Yun, the Silent Tempest? Uh, yeah, as Ezra said, Shu Yun, the Silent Tempest, is 2 and a blue for a 3-2 legendary creature, Human Monk. Uh, they have Prowess. I am not sure of the gender of Shu Yun, so I'm just going to go with they for now. Okay. Uh, and whenever you cast a non-creature spell, you may pay Boros Hybrid, Boros Hybrid, so any combination of red 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 white or white white and if you do target creature gains double strike until end of turn so shu yun sort of acts as uh well it's a three two prowess for three but that second uh line of text to allow you to give a target creature double strike is pretty powerful especially with the ability to say play shu yun on turn two or three hopefully and then on turn three or four you can untap you can play a a one-mana instant or sorcery that will, say, give uh, Shu Yun plus one plus O. This will trigger uh, prowess, and so Shu Yun will go up to five power, essentially, with the plus one plus O. And you can pay that two mana on turn three to give Shu Yun double strike and then be swinging in for ten on turn uh, three, hopefully. So that's pretty, pretty powerful, to say the least. Mm. And so our yes. plan basically is... Uh, it's kind of Voltron, just do a lot of damage pretty unexpectedly with Shuyun and have a couple little backup lands. Yeah, this deck is affectionately known in the community as the One Punch Man deck, where you just... Oh, and also Shuyun's pronouns are he, him, his. Thanks, MTG Wiki. <laughs> but um, Shuyun is known as the One Punch Man because you can just load up instants and sorceries and enchantments and whatever. Just load up Shuyun and then use him to swing in for a bajillion which is 21 commander damage and so if you ever with your commander deal 21 damage to a player that player loses the game so you can use shuyun and all we have to do is get to 11 in prowess and power and toughness boosts and then we can give shuyun double strike with his own ability swinging in for 21 commander damage and that is a good game to your opponent so yeah, looking forward yeah. to one-punching manning your opponents. But yeah, why don't we dive into some Our, of these cards? Um, seeing as we are playing a very budget deck, we have slightly less of those one-hit KO th- cards because in very fragile decks, the main way these decks can stay afloat uh, through all this is by playing you know very powerful cards that you know, powerful generally being associated with expensive. These singular expensive cards or a couple expensive cards can keep you going through the whole game. Like if someone removes your Shuyun after you've cast six instant sorceries and it's a 2020 double strike or something, it's it's okay if you still have a Cyclonic Rift to overload that turn, you know. You're still in, on an equal board state. Uh, so... Yeah, we have a few more cards that makes it a little more like Sheen's looking for two turns to kill someone. But uh, yeah. Well, the slight mild difference is that 
Cyclonic Rift is it Cyclonic Rift is more than twice the amount of this deck. So yeah. Small discrepancy. Um Alright, let's get right into it. Uh so we're going to today talk about the cards uh sort of in order, going from commander shuyun to creatures to sorceries to instants to artifacts to enchantments to lands. Kind of just going through all the cards and then telling you a little bit about their uh what they do in the deck and their effectivity, if that's a word. Yeah. Um, yeah, All right, so why don't we go into our first card. Our first card is Mr. Skulk Prospector. Red mana for a 1-1 creature goblin. Has sacrifice a goblin, add a red mana. This is just... This dude's only purpose is to play Shuyun on turn 2. Because you sacrifice it to itself to add a red. And then... So you can do Mountain, Skulk Prospector... Island, sack, school, prospector, tap, forest, I mean, for mountain, and island, get Shuyin. Turn to Shuyin. That's its only purpose. Uh, yeah, basically, it's not, not a super complicated uh, thing here, you know, which is pretty good. Um, moving on, we have, hmm, what do we, what do we want to talk about here? Uh, this is, you know, a namesake oh, oh, actually, card. Yeah, do the do the Battlefield Tomaturge. This is a cool card. Sure. Um, yeah, Battlefield Tomaturge is one in a blue for a 2-1 creature human wizard. Each instant and sorcery spell you cast costs one less to cast for each creature it targets. And, heroic, whenever you cast a spell that targets Battlefield Tomaturge, it gains hexproof until end of turn. Uh, we're not really worried about that second line of text here. But the first line of text, each in an instant of sorcery spell you cost, cast one less to cost for each creature it targets. Not only does this decrease the price of spells we're casting that target our own commander, Shu Yun, or potentially another creature we control, this coincidentally also reduces the cost of uh, removal that we're targeting an opponent's creature with. Right. So it's so, just, just a pretty effective creature in a deck with a lot of targeted instant sorcery spells yeah very cool card that we just managed to stumble upon never heard of this card before we started researching for this episode our next card is beam splitter mage beam splitter mage is a red and a blue for a creature of a dalkin wizard 2-2 whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell that targets only beam splitter mage if you control one or more other creatures that that spell could target choose one of those creatures copy that spell the copy targets the other chosen creature that's just all the complicated wording that they have to say that basically just means if you target beam splitter mage you also get to target shuyun it's just bonus for beam splitter like beam splitter can sometimes get big too but this is really just to help out with our uh when we're cantripping very it's very good with cantrips like if we cast uh let's say expedite which is a red mana for an instant target creature gains haste until undertone draw card if we cast expedite on the beam splitter mage then we can also target Shuyun, but because it's copied, we'll draw two cards. So very strong card in Beam Splitter Mage. Um, our next cards here are Curious Homunculus and Goblin Electromancer. Both of these cards are two CMC uh, creatures that will either ramp us and then become incident sorcery cost reducers or are, are already incident sorcery cost reducers. So they sort of serve the same purpose in this deck and uh, making it easier to cast our incident sorceries. Our next card is a very special card because it's the name of the podcast. This card is Young Pyromancer. Young Pyromancer is one in red for a human creature, human shaman, 2-1. Whenever you cast an incident or sorcery spell, create a 1-1 red elemental creature token. So every time... We cast something, we're just getting an elemental, and we cast another spell, and we get an elemental, 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 elemental. Basically, we're just going to have a giant board that we can then use to swing in, and if Shu Yun gets blocked or whatever, we're getting in with our little elementals. Okay. Yeah, uh, Young Pyromancer, other than being our namesake, is a very good card, and especially good in a deck with uh, a considerable mass of incident sorceries. Uh, yeah. Moving on. Our next card is Gutter Snipe. Gutter Snipe is two in a red for a 2-2 creature, Goblin Shaman. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, 
Gutter Snipe deals two damage to each opponent. Um, Gutter Snipe pretty well known. It just allows us similar to, similarly to Young Pyromancer. It gives us another little way to go in that rather than going that all in route with Shu Yun, we can uh, just play a lot of instant sorceries, which we have a lot of, and just grind down our opponent's life total and get everyone very low, except for us, and hopefully we can finish the game off with some elemental tokens or something like that. Right, this is a backup to the Shu Yun game plan, where if somehow Shu Yun gets, say, I don't know, pacifism or something, because that's one of our weak points, we can still manage to, like, quote-unquote, storm out people with gutter snipe. Our next card is a very cool card that we found, and... A uh, bonus treasured find here, even though we're not doing treasured find this episode. This is Suricar Spellblade. Suricar Spellblade is one blue blue for creature Suricar. 2-1, whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, you may put a charge counter on Suricar Spellblade. When Suricar Spellblade deals combat damage to a player, you may draw X cards, where X is the number of charge counters on it. Wow, this is like, it's a 19 cent card, if you've never heard of it, but because this is just not entirely great in commander because you can't depend on being able to deal combat damage in commander but because we have so many spells that are going to allow us to become unblockable and also shuyun giving it double strike this is just a going to be a crazy card for our deck oh yeah this is this is crazy it's like the it's the river kelpie of Moltrota in a sense um it's just fantastic in this deck it is in zero percent of 204,000 decks in Ediatrek, 691 decks. So yeah, it's uh, cool. it's pretty pretty good. Alright, well we've got a, another crazy nutso card next. Oh yeah, uh, Nibilus of Frost is a 2 blue-blue for a 3-3 creature spirit with flying and prowess, and whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, tap target creature and opponent controls, that creature doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step. Um, what can I say? This kind of does everything we could ever want it to do. It has prowess, it has flying, so it's hard to block. And it gives us a very, very powerful effect to repeatedly get a Frost Links ETB type effect every time we cast a, even a 1CMC Sports in our Sorcery that draws us a card. We're paying one mana to potentially you know scry if we're playing opt we scry one draw a card and we get a i think the card is rage of winter we tap a creature and it doesn't untap during its controller's next untap step i mean that's not the original one but yes that's the yeah. adventure on the adventure Queen on that, yeah Queen i Vice. believe so. um oh i forget what the original one's called I'll, I'll figure that out but um i will read our next code first which is backdraft hellkite hellkite backdraft hellkite is three red red for a creature dragon 4-4 four, four, flying when backdraft Hellkite attacks. Each instant and sorcery uh, card in your graveyard gains flashback into Land of Tone. This is Past in Flames on a gigantic dragon butt. That's just literally the best way to describe it. And Past in Flames is expensive. Backdraft Hellkite will just allow us to cast all of our instants and sorceries out of our graveyard again to then pump up Shuyun, make him huge, one punch man. Enough said. Um, yeah, it's kind of like a. Uh, it's another card that really pushes us through to the end game in a budget deck with, which doesn't have a lot of those really good end game expensive cards like Cyclonic Rift. Um, yeah. yeah. So, continuing on, our final creature and our highest CMC creature at that is Charmbreaker Devils. It's five and a red for a four four creature devil. At the beginning of your upkeep, return an instant or sorcery card at random from your graveyard to your hand. And whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, Charmbreaker Devils gets plus four plus zero until end of turn. So this is, you know, kind of a, a dream here. But if we can play the Charmbreaker Devils and get it to back to our turn so we can attack with it, um, it's a considerable amount of damage. If we cast two instant or sorcery spells, we're already swinging for 12 damage. Uh and then some, and we can give it double strike with Shu Yun. So uh, this is a, it's an expensive oh, I card, but about that. a big, a big <laughs> hope to say the least. Expensive in mana cost wise, 
not. Yeah, but if we can if we can keep this on ways. the battlefield for uh, a period of time with some of our cards, then uh, this will take over the game pretty quickly. Certainly. Yeah, I think the random part is off-putting for people, but in reality, I think for this deck, we don't yeah, it care does, it what does we're getting back. If all your cards are good. But it's basically stapling everything. You, you just staple target creature gets plus 4, plus 0 on every single card that you do. So, I mean, in theory, it's saying at the beginning of... For, for our deck, it's going to be like, at the beginning of your upkeep, you may pay 3 mana, Charmbreaker Devils gets plus 4, plus 0. Like, people would play that in, like... Plus upside, like I'm sure at least someone would attempt to play a six mana eight four a lot of the time. Yeah, it's not terrible. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's only twenty five cents. Uh, okay, yeah. let's we have let's a get into suite. our sorceries. Yeah, we have a suite of five sorceries all at one mana that basically do the same thing. Um, I'll just read through them pretty fast. Outful Dodge is a blue mana for a sorcery. Target creature is unblockable. This turn has flashback for a blue. Crash through is a red mana for sorcery creatures you control gain trample into end of turn, draw code. Renegade tactics is a blue mana, sorcery, target creature can't block this turn, draw code. Ryle is a blue is a sorry, is a red mana for sorcery. Ryle deals one damage to target creature you control that creature gains trample into end of turn, draw code. Slip through space is a blue mana for sorcery, has devoid, which means this card has no color that like will never come up. Target creature can't be blocked this turn, draw code. I'm noticing a pattern. A lot of these have draw codes stapled to them, but being able to cantrip into other things that potentially help shoot you and get through for damage, very, very strong. Um, uh, certainly. Yeah, and then Outful Dodge basically draws itself because it has flashback. So all five of these cards essentially give you card advantage while making Shuyun very hard to block. Yeah, uh, pretty good. And then moving on here into our two CMC uh sorceries we have a couple draw spells in cathartic reunion which is one in a red to discard two cards and draw three so we can dump some unnecessary lands or other cards which we may need to do in a budget deck with a non-perfect mana base to find better lands or whatever we really need uh charter course is one in a blue we draw two cards and then discard a card unless you attack to the creature this turn pretty reliable draw spell not a not much to it really um and now we get into the, the, a little more interesting. Uh, Teleportal is a blue and a red for a sorcery. Target creature you control gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn and can't be blocked this turn. And it has overload for three blue, red. Uh, overload, overload means you can cast it for its overload cost. And if you do, you change each change its text by replacing all instances of target with each. So this would then read, each creature you control gets plus one, plus zero until end of turn, and can't be blocked this turn. Pretty good. And lastly, we have Tormenting Voice, similar to Cathartic Reunion, except we only discard one card and draw two. It's all Okay, our three mana sorceries. Uh, Beacon Bolt, which is one blue and a red for a sorcery. Beacon Bolt deals damage to target creature equal to the number of instants and sorceries you own in exile and in your graveyard. It also has Jumpstart, which means you can cast it. Uh, basically, it has Flashback for its own cost, but you also have to discard a card. And then Citywide Bust is one white-white for a sorcery. Destroy all creatures with toughness four or greater. And this is always, almost always going to be a one-sided multi-kill spell, because Shuyun, if that's the first spell you cast, then Shuyun will trigger. It becomes a 4-3. Then it destroys everything else. Then Shuyun is basically unblockable, because everything that would block it Oh, not unblockable. It's not going to die this turn, because anything that would block it probably had four toughness and died. So, yeah. we we don't consider this really a board wipe as much as a yeah, and all the creatures mass that, removal spell. All the creatures that would live with uh, toughness three or less will die in first strike damage uh, from... Right. Because, due to double strike means a creature does first strike and normal combat damage. Um, and so the other creature just isn't going to chance because it has toughness three or less and it's just going to die to Shiyun. Pretty good. Yeah, why don't you read our four mana spells? Sure. Um, we have Divine Reckoning, which is two white-white for a sorcery. Each player chooses a creature they control. 
destroy the rest, and it has flash flashback, excuse me, for five white white. Uh, so this is pretty good in a deck where we don't have many creatures, and we don't need many creatures to carry out our game plan. Whereas for some decks, this can just be completely backbreaking, especially with the knowledge that it's going to come back in three turns. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, then we have Mythos of Vadrock. It's two red red. Okay, it's a lot of words. Two red red for a sorcery. <laughs> Mythos of Vadrock deals five damage divided as you choose among any number of target creatures and or planeswalkers. If white blue was spent to cast the spell until your next turn, those permanents can't attack or block and their activated abilities can't be activated. Um, so this doubles as a sort of removal spell, but you can pay uh, one white, blue, red, red to cast a spell. In that case, you can deal one damage to five different creatures and say those are a player has five creatures, you can deal one damage to each of those creatures. They can't block and you can swing in with Shuyun for the win. Just, you know, throwing that out there. Pretty pretty decent. Right, so it it is a removal spell and also an unblockable spell. So, so it's multiple purposes in our deck. Very strong code. Alright, yeah. our five-mana spells. Fortunate Few is our first one. It's three white-white for a sorcery. Choose a non-land permanent you don't control. Then each other player chooses a non-land permanent they don't control. Oh, that, that player does not control... Uh, let me read the oracle text on this. Hang on. Okay, so fortunate for you is three white white for sorcery. Choose a non-land permanent you don't control. Then each other player chooses a non-land permanent they don't control that hasn't been chosen this way. Destroy all other non-land permanents. We talked about this. This was on our... Was it our second episode? Oh, I can't even remember that far back. It's been like 25 episodes since we talked about this card. But um, essentially, Fortunate Few is going around the table. Everyone chooses something that they don't have. So I can choose anyone else's thing. And then each player chooses something that they don't have. And then destroy everything else. So what you do is this is a politic card. You... You take Shu Yun and you say some you you tell somebody who likely is to ally with you. You tell them you choose Shu Yun and I'll tell you you're good. Uh, I'll tell you, or I'll I'll pick your thing. So you pick my Shu Yun. I'll pick one of your things that you want. Or you can say you pick Shu Yun and I won't swing at you with Shu Yun. So it's just a very good politic card. You get everything else off the battlefield. And... It's also also it's very convenient due to the fact that. Um... We don't always have a ton of permanents on the battlefield. We only have, you know, eight, seven artifacts, and, you know, uh, we have, like, two enchantments that aren't auras, so. Yeah, I mean. Uh, wait, wait, could they just choose the aura? That's hilarious. <laughs> they could choose it. They should have yeah. said non-aura, non-aura permanents, because then if you if someone has an aura, then you choose the aura to not destroy, and then everything else gets destroyed. So just don't play this against people who are playing auras. So if someone's playing a uh, Tuvasa the Sunlit deck, maybe Fortunate Few is not as good. But I think that well, I don't know. It's it's very good against Tuvasa, right? Because the other player. Oh, well, right, their aura. right, right. Well. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That makes sense. It's a confusing yeah, no, no. card. Yeah, it's it's a very weird card, but it will always play out in your favor. All right. Uh, yeah, single combat. Reasonable. Single combat's uh, another board wipe. Three white white. Each player chooses a creature or a planeswalker they control and sacrifices the rest. Players can't cast creature or planeswalker spells until the end of your next turn. Basically, you're not allowed to cast creatures or planeswalkers, and I get to keep Shuyun. Just all around, very good card. Clear the board of creatures. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just pretty solid. Uh, and our last card time. in our board wipes, board wipe suite, time wipe. Uh, two white, white, blue for sorcery. Return a creature you control to its owner's hand, then destroy all creatures. So, a little more of a clean board wipe here, but still very effective in our deck because it allows us to return, usually shoe you into our own hand, and then destroy everything else. Pretty yeah, good. it's like Shrieking Drake staple into uh, 
Day of Judgment. Yeah. Um, our last sorcery is Treasure Cruise. It's seven and a blue for a sorcery with Delve. You draw three cards. Nothing, nothing too much to it. We don't have a ton of graveyard synergy, but um, it's pretty, pretty decent. Uh, just a little, a little note here. With Charmbreaker Devils, uh, it's possible to exile any number of instant sorceries of your choice, and then you can uh, have a much greater chance to get either a specific instant sorcery back to your hand, or usually uh, just Treasure Cruise. So just a little thing there. You can delve away instant sorceries you don't want. You just named a combo in between the two most expensive cards in the deck, mana cost-wise. Yeah. Well, it could happen. Alright, let's move into our instance. We have a one mana cantrippy instant suite. And Defiant Strike is a white mana for an instant target creature gets plus one plus oh until end of turn draw a card. Expedite, uh, which we already talked about. Opt is one blue mana for an instant scry one and draw a card. Stubborn Denial is a blue mana. Um, okay, this, yeah, this one's good to talk about, though. It's a blue mana for an instant counter-target non-creature spell unless its controller pays one. Not very great, but it also has Ferocious. If you control a creature with power four or greater, counter that spell instead. So, with Shuyun on the battlefield, it, you'll cast Stubborn Denial. You'll... So, uh, we're not 100% sure if this works, no, I, but... I, I'm, uh, yeah, I can, I'm pretty... Can... We're pretty sure that it works. Can you... Yeah, just double-check double, double check on those rulings, but... We're pretty sure that when you cast Double Denial, Shu Yun takes up to 4 because of Prowess. And then Stubborn Denial... Because I think I think spells check... Um, check their text upon... When they're... When, like, after cast triggers. Because it, it goes cast yes. trigger... Stubborn yeah, cast Denial trigger checks then, on resolution, and the creature's prowess resolves first. Oh, okay, great. Because, well, I mean, they had to do... I'm sure they had to do that, because prowess was in the same... It was in the same set, so... Um, Stubborn Denial... Strictly better negate's never bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it's basically always going to be strictly better negate for a deck, because our goal is to keep Huyun on the battlefield. So probably, like, 95% of the time, it's a one-mana negate. Alright, go ahead with our two mana spells. Oh, well, some of the two mana spells. We kind of have a lot. Uh, yeah, we kind of have a, a, oh, a lot, a ton of these. Um, starting off here, uh, Angelic Ascension is a new card from M21. It's one and a white for an instant. Exile target creature or planeswalker. Its controller creates a 4-4 white angel creature token with flying. This is by no means the perfect removal spell, but it gets the gets the job done in a pinch. And um, you can also use this targeting your own elemental token, say, from Young Pyromancer, to get a free 4-4, essentially. Yeah. And then oh, yeah, pretty good. Azorius Charm is a white and a blue for an instant. Choose one creature you control, gain lifelink until end of turn, draw a card, or put target attacking or blocking creature on top of its owner's library. It's just whatever you want, whenever you want. Basically, all three modes are just going to be useful. Certainly. Um, another removal spell, Blitz of the Thunder Raptor, a card from Ikoria. It's one in red for an instant. Blitz of the Thunder Raptor deals damage to target creature or planeswalker equal to the number of instant and sorcery cards in your graveyard. If that creature or planeswalker would die this turn, exile it instead. So baseline, this needs to be better than Scorching Dragonfire for it to be worth it. But chances are we're going to be having a lot of instants and sorceries in the graveyard. Yeah, it's fair. Fair statement. I mean, some of the time Scorching Dragonfire might just be better, but this is also Six Sense, and I don't know how much Scorching Dragonfire is. But... I'd say more than Six Sense. Yeah, I mean, this is just... Yeah, it's Ten Cents. So not not that big of a difference, but we had to hit that $17.76 budget. Um, Yeah, Fists of Flame is our next card. It's one in a red. For an instant, draw a card. Until end of turn, target creature gains trample and gets plus one plus oh for each card you've drawn this turn. Uh, so, this is one of the better better ones. Yeah, so it's going to be a cantrip, and then almost one hundred percent of the time it's going to be uh, giving it trample and plus two plus oh. But if you've already cantripped a couple of times, it can give it like plus four plus oh plus five plus oh. Just just gets out of control, shoot you. Um, yeah, it, it's uh 
this is one of the cards that lets you one hit KO people. Yeah, this is it's... definitely a one punch man. There's literally like flaming fists all over the out, so only makes sense. I don't think people survive more than one punch from the flaming fist. <laughs> Giant flames of fist. Uh, yeah. So moving on here, into the royal. A well-known spell. It's one in blue for an instant. Return target online permanent to its owner's hand, but it also has kicker for one in blue, and you can pay an additional one in blue, and so the spell would cost two blue-blue, and if it into the royal was kicked, you draw a card. Pretty simple, powerful bounce spell at instant speed. Uh, just can't go wrong. It's a pretty solid spell. It's good in every situation. There's Ride Down, which is a red and a white for an instant. Destroy target blocking creature. Creatures that were blocked by this that creature. This combat gain trample until end of turn. Uh, essentially, you just clear out the way and give Shuyun trample. Because otherwise... So, if, if Shuyun got blocked by a 1-1, all of this damage would go to the 1-1. But by casting Ride Down on the 1-1, it gives it trample. So then it tramples over the 0 power and zero toughness creature that doesn't exist anymore so shuyun will deal all that damage to the player instead yeah pretty pretty good um the art on ride down is also really really interesting it's it doesn't doesn't look exactly like something you'd expect from magic um it's a little there's been two arts i mean i, I think the the different printings are... Yeah, because it was originally printed in Konzatuck here, which mm. was, like, something. It, it That was your classic, like, horse-smacking... It, it kind of looked like warriors. Deflecting Palm art a little bit. Yeah, I mean, de well, Deflecting Palm was in the same block, so it was, like, yeah. similar... It was the Modu type thing where the Modu are coming, and they're just riding their war horses, and the Orc War Chief is, like, die! But the uh, ride down out from Eldritch Moon... Which is the one we had on here was um, tentacly Eldrazi reaching up to drag the person off the horse, but then the horse says no and steps on the Eldrazi. So yeah, interesting. Like oh, lots of tentacles everywhere. Yeah, pretty cool. Uh, moving on here, uh, we have Shelter. It's uh, another sort of cantrippy spell. It's one in a one in a white for a t uh, instant target creature control gains. I really shouldn't be saying that. Of course, it's an instant. We're in the instance category. But uh, target creature control gains protection from the color of your choice until end of turn and draw card. Pretty simple. Pretty good. Uh, not much to say about it. Yeah, I love the flavor text on this code. Good strategists seize opportunities. Great strategists make their own. That is wise words, wise words. Thrill of Possibilities, our next code. It's uh, an instant speed uh, tormenting voice. And yep. then there is Unleash Fury, which is a new card from M21. It's one in a red for an instant double the power of target creature until end of turn. This it's like Double a... Strike, but you give it full strike, but it stacks with Double Strike, so... This is another one of those one-punch man spells, and this is a well... very powerful one at that. Um... Okay, let's just have like a tame situation let's assume it's tone five yeah sure we cast defiant strike so wait yeah, we, we play so... shu yun on tone th on tone four three tone four whatever yeah and then on is, tone five know, turn five defiant strike trigger proud yeah, okay, shu yun's so... power goes up to two uh four five. so no, it's four, five three because... plus one is five five three yeah, right and five, now you three, can cast draw card. uh you cast Unleash Fury, you trigger Prowess, Shuyun becomes a 6-4. Uh, you will pay that uh, 2 uh, to double to give Shuyun double strike, and Shuyun's power becomes 12 and <laughs> double strike, which uh, I'm sure you oh, viewers wait. know how to do math, which uh, adds okay, up maybe to we... 24 damage. Hold on, but I think... We probably, it's probably a better example to not use Defiant Strike because we probably would need Shuyun to be unblockable. So maybe we're going to cast Slip Through Space instead, and still, we still get it done because uh, Slip Through Space, that's going to take him up to 8. Uh, Yeah, 8, and then double it, that's 16. Oh, no, 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 it, it goes to 4. 4 doubled is 8. I mean, 16, so it's really close. Oh, no, no, no. Goes to four, then to five, ten, twenty. So you just need to somehow give it one more 
power and toughness boost. So yeah, if that's, right. that's what you swung on turn turn four for. Turn four, you, right, right. Let's say four, you cast yeah. uh, you cast an artful dodge the turn before, and you flashed it back this turn. Right, right. Or something Completely like possible. Okay. Right. So unleash fury is just a beating. There's also, uh, oh yeah. Why don't you take the lowest stance? Uh yeah, Valorous. I think it's Valorous. Valorous. I'm yeah. yeah, no, it's Valorous. Stance. Um one in a white instant, choose one. Target creature gains indestructible until end of turn, or destroy target creature with power with toughness for greater, sorry. Um usually be, want to use that first mode to give usually shoot you an indestructible, not too bad. But um that second mode could come in handy. You never know. Another card from Khan's block. I mean, what no. it kills your... Well, we have a lot of cards from Khan's block, commanders from Khan's block. Like, this is just what's synergized with it in the set. But, yeah, there is, like, definitely going to be situations where you use it to kill their, what, like, Kozilek. <laughs> does Ko- does Kozilek die to Valor's stance? I, think I don't know. I, even, I just forget what the Eldrazi and Titans do. They're, like, they have so many the keywords and big... Indestructible. Right, one of them has Indestructible. Oh, no, no, that's but... one of the Ulamog. Both no, the, die. it'll kill the Great Distortion, and it'll also kill... No, they both Kozilek. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Well, yeah, Kozilek doesn't naturally have protection from anything. It just does big, dumb stuff. Uh, yeah, there's also Crib Swap, which is two and white for a tribal instant shapeshifter, which doesn't matter, it's just an instant. It has Changeling, which means it's every creature type, which makes no sense. The Lulan block was kind of weird. But... <laughs> It will trigger your Rin and Seri twice. Uh, exile target creature, its controller makes a 1-1 one, one with Changeling. Not that that matters, but I mean, if they're playing a cat deck, it'll trigger their cats. <laughs> I suppose. Uh, yeah. Um, moving on. A very powerful draw spell in Frantic Search. Uh, is two and a blue for a instant. Draw two cards, then discard two cards. Untap up to three lands. So this can basically act as a completely free draw two, discard two, which is never bad and always always a friendly sight to see in a deck where we're playing a commander with prowess. Yeah, very. Just free. You you get a free prowess trigger on Shuyun. Um Orm's Thunder is our next card, it's two and a white for an instant. Destroy this one's target spicy. enchantment. Yeah. Destroy target artifact or enchantment has kicker for a red, and if Orm's Thunder was kicked, it deals damage equal to that permanent's converted mana cost to target creature. So normally we're just using it to kill their Aether Flux Reservoir or whatever. But if for some reason they decide to uh, decide to play a, I was about to say, uh, uh, wait, what, what, the Blight Steel, <laughs> but Blight Steel is indestructible. Um, some giant enchant. Oh, oh, uh, omniscience! If they decide to cast omniscience, then you can kick Orm's Thunder and pay two red and a white to j- destroy target creature and destroy their omniscience, which is like a quite yeah, a good risk. This card's uh, it's a little, it's a little interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quite good. Try it out. Uh, yeah, our last instant is Thirst for a Meeting, a card from Theros Beyond Death. Draw three cards. Uh, it's two blue. I don't think I said that. Uh, draw three cards, then discard two cards unless you discard an enchantment card. Uh, nothing wrong with drawing three cards at instant speed. And we have ten enchantments, so chances like it's. I, I don't know. I haven't done the math on this, but yeah, we can um, probably hit an enchantment to discard. Yeah, it never it never hurts to. Our enchantments are also are also are not the most important part of the deck. They, you know, they're not, they're not bad, but I wouldn't say they're the core of the deck, so to speak. Yeah, and then for artifacts, we don't really um, need to talk too much about these. These are just your yeah. classic ramp spells. We've got the yeah, three they're signets. All, they're all just ramp cards, so yeah, we got uh, our in-color signets, Corrupted Graphstone, Prismatic Lens, Sphere of the Suns, and Rogrin Crystal. Alright, yeah, and then uh, let's move into our enchantments. We have two unblockable enchantments. First one's Aqueous Form for a blue. It has an, it's an enchantment aura. Enchant creature can't be blocked whenever enchanted creature attacks. Scry one. And Aether Tunnel is one in a blue. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus oh, and can't be blocked. 
Yep, so both of both them these also strong. trigger prowess. Right, that's why we are putting enchantments in. Um, it's nice to have some other non-instants and sorceries. We do have a critical mass of instants and sorceries. We do have like 35 total. But these will very much help us with our game plan. And as opposed to instants and sorceries, which are temporary, uh, Aqueous Form and Evo Tunnel will both uh, stay there forever until Shuyun gets destroyed or they get destroyed. So you can potentially get multiple unblockables out of that. Yeah. Um, moving on here, we have a couple, a little bit of an interesting enchantments. Fire Mind's Research is an is it for an enchantment. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, put a charge counter on Fire Mind's Research, and you can pay one in a blue and remove two charge counters from Fire Mind's Research to draw a card, or you can pay one in a red and remove five charge counters from Fire Mind's Research. It deals five damage to any target. Uh, this is a little bit of a flex slot, I'd say. It's interesting. Uh, I think if you can get this down early enough, say on turn two or three, then the amount of value this can give you over the course of a game is extreme, I'd say. You can get like multiple five accounts of five damage destroying creatures and drawing cards and just does everything eventually. All right, our next card is Nahiri's Machinations. Nahiri's Machinations is one and a white for an enchantment at the beginning of combat on your turn. Target creature you control gains indestructible until end of turn. Uh, you can also pay one in white Nahiri's Machinations, deals one damage to target blocking creature. That's not going to matter. What doesn't matter is that Shuyun will basically get indestructible every time he's going to attack, which is very, very good. Trigger's prowess. Just an all-around great card. Very cool card that Charlie found. I was like, oh, whoa, yeah. that's a spicy card. And now I want it for like my Feather deck and stuff. Oh, wait, my Feather deck got turned into a Shuyun deck. Okay, never mind. Oh, wait. Uh, <laughs> oh, wait. Wait. Maybe uh, I'll just yeah. get this deck. <laughs> All right. Uh, Staggering Insight. Oh, yeah, you can go ahead and read your next card. Oh, uh, sure. Staggering Insight is a another card from Theros Beyond Death. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, it's a white and a blue for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has lifelink and... Whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Um, this card just does basically everything for us. You know, we can go turn 3 Shuyun, turn 4, play Staggering Insight on Shuyun, and pay for Shuyun's trigger. And we are swinging in for 8 damage on turn 4, and we're drawing a card and gaining 8 life. So, well, uh, or what, we're, we're getting, not we're, drawing 1 card, we're drawing... We're drawing Two cards, cards. Assuming it deals, it deals combat, combat damage twice. Um, right. So, yeah, I mean, that seems good. Very. Okay, Vessel of Volatility is our next card. It's one in red for an enchantment. You can pay one in red and sacrifice Vessel. And add red, 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 red. Red, 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 red. Four, four red pips. Four, four red. Um, Essentially, this is just a ritual. Yeah, sort of. I don't know. I really like this card. I'm. This is a little bit of a pet card of mine in Cranko. And right. I found that it's very useful, honestly. Well, it's Tone 3, tone three Cranko, which is nice. It's always, always. what you want. Turn 3 Cranko oh, can, and then some. You can Cranko and then something else for one mana, because you still have a mana left over. Yeah. Alright, Banishing Light is our next card. It's 2 and a white for an enchantment. When ETBs, you exile target non-land permanent and opponent controls until not Banishing Light leaves the battlefield. So it just exiles something. It's your classic Oblivion Ring. And now it's functionally the same as Oblivion Ring. Like, it used to be strictly worse than O-Ring because of the commander change, but because of the new changing with the new rule with dice triggers and zones and exile triggers and stuff like that, Banishing Light is now functionally the same as... Uh, it's a functional reprint. Not, not really reprint. It's functionally the same as Oblivion Ring. There's some very niche cases, but... I love this new thing. It just made my rune deck so much better. After it, that wizards nerfed my rune deck with the <laughs> companion trigger. Rune is just going on a wild ride with all these rules changes. Oh yeah. Um, moving on to our last three enchantments here. We have a, a little bit of a spice card I didn't know. Curator's Ward 
is two and a blue for an enchantment aura. Enchant permanent. Enchanted permanent has hexproof. And when enchanted permanent leaves the battlefield, if it was historic, draw two cards. Can you guys guess who we're going to be enchanting this with? Okay, I have a good idea. You ready? Yeah. I think we're going to be enchanting our... Um... You know, I think honestly the smartest thing to do is enchant our island with it. Genius. It says enchant permanent. You can enchant... You can give it hexproof. And it really stops it from being... Uh... What mud hold? What's the card? Uh, I don't know. It makes it. No, the, the yeah, one that got banned. Just, it's so good to. Um, oh, what is that card called? Um, it's so good with the single. Uh, it's so good is with it? Dark Steel Garrison because with Dark oh, Steel yeah. Garrison we can fortify <laughs> our island, and our island is then hexproof and indestructible. So I mean, like, like how how do you even lose? You, your island is both hexproof and indestructible. I mean, well, no, seems like a could, winning situation. You could get rid of it with Sunder. It still loses to Sunder. Sunder return all land. Oh, return all permanents to their owner's hands. You played it against me oh. in Vintage Cube. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I <remember laughs> all right. Uh, well. Uh, yeah, Curator's Board, very cool card. We're always going to be enchanting Shuyun with it. Um, just makes it harder to kill, because it's going to be a removal target, despite your deck being less than... Dino? Jace's Sanctum is our next card. Probably not, honestly. It's kind of more expensive than Dinner. It's less expensive than a deck builder's toolkit, or like, it's, like, what would you rather have, a deck or five packs? Four. Uh, four? Packs oh, are like... in a deck builder's toolkit, it's yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, five packs. Well, but the deck builder's toolkit is like 20 bucks. So it's like... This yeah, is I, think they're, I think they're somewhere at 20. Yeah. Uh, Jace's Sanctum is three and a blue. Instants and sorcery spells you cast cost one less to cast. Whenever you cast an instant or sorcery spell, scry one. You know, now that they've been keywording stuff, like mill, and... Well, I mean, not, not like multiple things but since they keyworded mill they should come up with a better term than instance and sorceries instance and sorceries so sorceries collectively should have been called spells that's like so dumb like i don't understand why why are creatures spells why why are enchantment spells instance and sorceries are spells not enchantments okay there's my little rant but you should somehow figure out a way to not have to write out instance and sorceries Instant and sorcery spells. That's like too long. <laughs> also, are they ever gonna make an instant sorcery? Does that make um, any sense? Like a sorcery with flash. Well, they do. They do have that route. <laughs> you can pay two more and it has flash. Oh, oh, ut. It exists, but not. On the code, but eh. Okay, anyways. Uh, Jason Sanctum, very good. You can just use it and scry away all your lands or unneeding co- uh, unneeded cards, filter through your deck. Helps you get what you want at the right time. And then our last card is Righteous Authority, three white and blue. Enchantment or enchanted enchant creature. This is the enchanted. weird one. What, Righteous Authority? Never seen this card before. Yeah. Yeah, okay, so it gets plus one, plus one for each card in its controller's hand. Which for us will probably around be around five. So maybe should we even want plus five, plus five. And then at the beginning of the draw step of the enchanted creature's controller, that player draws an additional card. Since this is going to be on Shuyun, we basically just get to draw two cards every turn. At, oh, don't know draw step. Very, very good card. Very weak to removal. Really sucks if you try very, to target Shuyun with it, and they were, and they were like swords to plowshares it in response. That'll really suck, but still very very cool card. Uh, let's do the land stunt where I take where I say all the lands in one breath. Okay. Um. Yeah. So I just want to say basically, uh, our lands are uh just a, a bunch of different lands that we you know threw together that were all cheap and. Added up to enough I mean, they're to all make the it seventeen seventy six. Well, Go I think ahead. we literally we we were able to do the exact cycle. So there's 
<laughs> okay, deep breath. Ashburns is always changed to a Boilers Garrison Command Tower evolving wilds flood and cave eight eight islands is a boiler works one we say about seven mountains seven mountains mystic sanctuary mystic monastery sorry five plains secluded steps swift water cliffs temple of epiphany temple of triumph temple of expanse tranquil cove I can't speak win scarred drag I did it. I, I just uh, I just kept on tripping with my did. words, so I yeah, didn't uh, really do it in one clean go that I than I normally do. But uh, the cycles a, here are yeah. the bounce lands, the life lands. We've got the cycling lands, and then command tower, ash barons, mystic monasteries, the triland, and two of the temples, which are now under thirty cents because of M twenty one. Yes, wizards, this is what you want to be doing. Print print the scrylands into the ground so that we can have them. But the racto scrylands is still like one dollar and fifty cents. So. Not good enough. Still wish there was another cool, like, untapped land cycle that was cheap. Sadly, no. If a land enters the battlefield, if a dual land enters the battlefield untapped, it basically has a $5 tax on it. Except for uh, the Lanawa Wastes and Yavamaya Coast. Mm. And they make you pay life. Those are nice, but they're also like one dollar. But I'm just glad that these scrylands are under fifty cents. Like, like that's never happened. I was so surprised when because the Temple of Epiphany has always been the most expensive scryland. Now it's thirty cents, and the foil one's only sixty cents. So like, yeah. go pick those up now. They're gonna go back up. Temple of Triumph, the Boros Boros one, is only twenty seven cents, which was like wow. <laughs> I could be wrong. I mean. We're going off of Moxfield pricing, but. Um, yeah, I think uh, I think that's yeah, it about appears it. that it appears that Temple of Epiphany is 30 cents. That is so weird. Uh, yeah, OK, I have gotten over my uh, rant slash extreme belt of happiness around the Skylands. Anyways, yes, thank you, everyone, for listening to our 4th of July yeah, episode. Uh, yeah, um, yeah, we tried to be a little little bit more brisk today. Uh, let us know if you guys liked it. Uh, you can, Or you like shorter episodes. Yeah, you can email us, or Ezra mostly, at yes. youngpyrocast at gmail.com. You can join our Discord server. Oh, I think that's about it. You're 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 bad at doing the, <laughs> the the plugs. You forgot the thing about the reviews. Kidding. Give us a good review. Comment, yeah. <laughs> like, and subscribe. Hit that bell button. Hit that bell notification. Yeah. Just smack that like button. Woo. Yeah, that's. Uh, thanks, guys. Yeah, subscribe. Uh, Apple Podcast, Spotify, whatever. Yeah, we're gonna get out of here. Enjoy your day. Sorry our 4th of July episode came so late. It's probably going to be like 6 o'clock by the time this comes out. <laughs> we finished recording at 5.25pm. So, uh, depending on how fast Ezra the editor can churn this out. We will... Yeah, uh, that was a really bad outro. We will see you next time, everybody. Thank you for listening. And this is the Young Powercast signing out. Goodbye, everyone. Bye.